0: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hello
2: and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly.
3: I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with the Time 100 list. The Curse Dancing with the Stars and Mass Singer premieres. It's very <laughs> exciting. And we're also heading back to Tampa for Cringe Mode Magic Mike XXL. Not a cringy movie, a perfect movie, but we'll get, <laughs> we'll get there.
2: All right, let's kick this off with Tea Time Checks in with the Cursed Dancing with the Stars premiere and the Time 100 list, and per Amelia's request, we will also be checking in with the Mass Singer premiere.
3: So Amelia, let's start with you. You have a lot to discuss here. Okay, yes, but I promise it, it, you know, it won't get too crazy because um, you know, everyone's still in quarantine. We're still locked down which means so is Dancing with the Stars and The Masked Singer. And as you know, Tyra Banks is the new host. And, you know, it's, she, not the best interviewer. I will say that. There's, <laughs> uh, there are quite a few awkward moments where she would ask questions and people would be like, what, huh? I didn't hear it. And it was just like so painful. There was this moment when she asked like Carol Baskin a question and Carol just like, I must have not heard her or something. It was just like, and she's like, Carol. And she was like, <laughs>
4: oh, my God, it was, it was
3: it was horrible. It was horrible watching. So it's I can't even imagine. I, I know. Died. Is Tyra Banks on another soundstage by herself or is she at home? No. She's there. So she's there. She's smizing every chance she gets. Her entrance was actually her smizing into a rearview window. <laughs> and then she talks about smizing for like the first like sketch of the night on the the second like night of premiere or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, I I just wish that obviously COVID wasn't here, but for Tyra, because then she could be a little more crazy, a little more kooky. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But unfortunately she can't and she can't really engage. And I think another problem with it is, is like the people are like, they're on one side of the stage. Tyra's on the other side. You can't hear because you're going to have to be shouting from the <laughs> ballrooms, you know? So it's very hard. I'm hoping that, you know, as the seasons progress in years, she has like a relationship with this Bruno guy. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Dancing with the Stars. Mm-mm. No, this is my first time watching it the whole <laughs> way through. And there's a judge on there. His name is a Bruno. And he's just like, Nuts! He's crazy. And he's <laughs> He likes to jump up in his seat and he likes to be like, and you are swinging your hips. And it was a oh beautiful. God. Yeah, oh it's God. a lot. So I'm just like, wow, they need to get together. Um, But yeah, you know, Carol was the worst of the night as, you know, to be expected. Not surprising. Um, not surprising at all. And she starts out her package with being, I have absolutely zero dance experience. Yeah, no shit, Carol. We know. <laughs> we know. What about murder though? You know what? So they so because Dancing with the Stars is like, hey, guess what? We're going to sink to any level it will go to give us the ratings, which actually worked because their ratings, I guess, doubled or something. I saw of a saying that. I know. And <laughs> and I'm sure you, you, well, maybe you've seen on Twitter, it was like, Watch Carol Baskin as she talks about Tiger King. and, you know, oh, and they yeah, subtly, did see that. <laughs> yeah, and they subtly hint at like her talking about Tiger King and talking mm-hmm. about her dead husband. And she's like, it's just been really hard for me. and like, her dance partner is there. Like he has no capability of being like an emotional support system. He's barely <laughs> met this woman. He's just like, yes, Carol. That That for you, (laughs) Yeah. And she's just like, that aftertag. She's like, my daughter. And I'm thinking, Carol has got to be like 70. And so her daughter probably is like 30s or 40s. So I think like, you don't need to worry about your daughter, okay? Like, she'll be fine. She's an adult. It makes me uncomfortable that she's even on this show to begin with, to be completely honest. It makes me feel kind of grody. It is. And the thing is, is like people know how bad she is, but they're like, well, you'll probably be on next uh, episode. And even though she was like the worst, she... Went through, obviously. Wait, Amelia, before we move on to the Masked Singer, how's my girl Chriselle doing? Is she all right? They kind of eviscerated Chriselle on oh, the first right. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're hard judges. Like, I thought they were going to be nice. They, the highest score they gave was a seven out of 10. Everyone got wow. sixes. Yeah, they They're hard judges on the, the Dancing with the Stars show, so. Tough. Who knew? Tough. All right, let's talk about Masked Singer. Yes, quickly. We are back people The Masked Singer (laughs) It was a shock to me I just realized The Masked Singer is back This is very exciting (laughs) So I you know Had to watch a little bit of it Uh, This time we saw We saw popcorn We saw Jesus Christ (laughs) this. People were tweeting about popcorn. They were like, it's Tina Turner. And some guy was like, it's not going to be fucking Tina Turner. Like, are you kidding me? And what she is so right. Like, let's be honest. It's never going to be Tina Turner. Um, so it was, it was, there was popcorn. Uh, oh, there was our first duet singers people thought Ooh. it might yeah they were like maybe it's gonna be nick and vanessa lachey which would make sense they're thirsty for fame is um, he gonna is he gonna pull off his, his mask and go obviously i'm nick lachey <laughs> oh my god i would love that i, I would actually so. love that i hope so too um and then the son, she's saying she's pretty good the giraffe who's like in like a hamilton costume but it was also a giraffe
2: Wait, sure. Amelia, don't fact check this, but didn't I say in last season of The Masked Singer that I wanted to be a son? If like we all, you made us all yeah. pick like what little thing we would be on <laughs> I stage. I think so. Pretty sure I chose a son. So someone's so, a tea time listener.
3: Exactly. They're listening to this podcast. Being like, hey. <laughs> um, and then we also have, uh, sorry, a dragon who was Ooh. eliminated, sadly. Um, oh. Yes. Very sad. Spoiler alert. It was Bust Rhymes. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I know. Sad. You could say
2: anyone on this plane and I'd be like, yeah, all right. That he, sounds right. Or he um, or she could be on The messenger Singer.
3: And just want to do a quick Jenny McCarthy watch. My girl, Jenny. Love her. Icon. Um, She was back with her just iconic guesses. They had a package for the giraffe where the giraffe talked about like, I was on top of the world, but then I crashed and burned. So he mentioned the term crash and burn. And Jenny took this to say... Oh, um, was it wasn't Travis Barker because he was in a horrific plane accident. That's tough. <laughs> that is not the right thing to say. It really, it's not. So She stays undefeated. She's great. I just love her guesses. Yeah. Give her the L. <sighs> um. wow. So there you go. That's, that's what's going on in the land of trash television. And Thank you for uh, that. Thank hey, you. Truly,
4: genuinely. A thank
1: necessary
2: you. update. Um, <laughs> We're also checking in with Time's most influential people of 2020, just released it this week. Quick note at the top: Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are so beautiful. That's Melly oh, Noah. Their, their photo shoot was incredible. I'm anyway, obsessed with them. Yeah. A lot just- of. Truly amazing people on this, obviously, because this is tea time. We're focusing on, you know, the fluff and the people (laughs) like the celebs and the musicians and stuff like that. But also, you know, genuinely a lot of people out there changing the world. So check out those sections. But we're going to talk about the celebs. (laughs) So what was your most unexpected or your favorite like celeb writing about another celeb? Kate, do you have an answer for this?
4: Yeah, this is the real draw of this list to me. Like, I don't really care who's on it. I care about who's writing about who because Mm -hmm. all the blurbs are written by other celebrities. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And when it works, I think it's great. My example that I wanted to shout out was um, the blurb for Bong Joon-ho, who obviously won the Oscar for Parasite, was written by Tilda Swinton, who he worked with on Snowpiercer. And Tilda and Swinton... And ja. Right. And uh, she's just the most intense, yet intelligent, yet eccentric person. And I feel like that's exactly who you want writing your blurb. Like, you want yeah. them to write the things about you that one person are like believable and real, but also like no one else would think to say, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, my life goal now is to like befriend Tilda Swinton, become (laughs) an influential person in that order uh, and have Tilda Swinton write a blurb about me.
2: Yeah, I love love this. I think we talk about this on this pod. I love when like celebs from different aspects or different tiers of the celebrity Mm -hmm. world's cross paths like when mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson crosses like Meryl Streep at Jones on 3rd and they just pass by each other <laughs> they're both celebrities two ships in the night but they just don't
3: interact <gasps> in when their world ben at all Ben Affleck was walking through Brentwood and Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt just did not even think exactly. it was anything but no <laughs> exactly one. these blurbs remind
2: me a lot of that I had no idea that The Weeknd and Eldon John obviously <laughs> are two very influential in themselves pop stars but I just didn't know and didn't think that they would like cross paths and be important to one another. Elton John wrote about the weekend. He said he's got an incredible imagination, is very complimentary. Anyway, I just love the cross pollination of things mm-hmm. like that. But on a more serious note, Lena Waith wrote about Michaela Cole and um wrote much more eloquently than I kind of encapsulates Michaela Cole's show I may destroy you is just much better said. I was very clumsy with why I liked it. She just is a much better writer obviously than I. She said you don't just watch Michaela Cole shows, you experience them. Again, just much better said than anything <laughs> I can come up with. Um so read that blurb and then it's just funny I was browsing through these. The juxtaposition of reading that Australian like uh, empowered and amazing and then Kim Kardashian West wrote about Jojo Siwa and like him was talking about how Jojo made slime with North. And I was like, wow. why are these in the same section? They can't um, all be winners. There are a hundred of these. <laughs> and then Taylor Swift wrote about Phoebe Waller-Bridge and she came up with the most 2020 cringy line. I felt like she could have done a lot better. She said, Phoebe Waller Bridge and all that she has achieved is indeed a big mood. So, Taylor, <laughs> grab a ghostwriter. Say something better than like that as your last line to describe Phoebe Waller Bridge.
4: And that so, yeah. is my question. Do we think those words came from Taylor Swift? I wouldn't doubt it. But however, how many of these celebrities actually wrote these blurbs? I have I write for the ringer.com on occasion. We know how hard it is to blurb things, to get people to blurb things, to even our writers that write for a living, to like get them to submit these things on time and in a mm-hmm. concise way. Like, there's just no way that some of these people are doing this themselves.
3: Oh, yeah, totally. You Like, would no be shade right, to this yeah. list.
4: No shade to time. Like, it's not like I think people from time are writing them, but like, yeah, I, th- these celebrities, I would say maybe half of them. I think in general, a lot of celebrities have.
2: I mean, their apologies are probably not written by them a lot. Right. They're like formal statements about anything. Uh, certainly not a lot. So yeah, I would assume
4: maybe. But you know, Tilda's was some of them like <laughs> you are weird enough that you can tell they were real. Right. You know, Taylor Swift definitely wrote "Big Mood." She <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely I think so thought. Too. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. We're gonna do this week in social media slash not worth the tea. Very exciting news at the top, guys. Gigi Hadid and Zayn. Have had their baby over the weekend. It's a baby girl. We have only little photos of her little hand, but she looks quite cute already. Um, they're very excited. Gigi wrote on Instagram Our girl joined us Earthside this weekend and she's already changed our world. So in love. Zane did the same little hand and said Our baby girl is here, healthy and beautiful. Goes on to say like what he's feeling right now and he can't describe it. It's an impossible task. Um, Proud to know her, proud to call her mine. Thankful for the life we have together. Anyway, just great, lovely news to end this week and happy for them both. Do you guys have thoughts on
4: this? No name. My only uh, only thought is that I think there were so many times when we thought this baby had already been born that yes. it was like slightly anticlimactic. <laughs> like I was like, okay, yes. she is here finally. Because there yes. have been like four, like, oh, people think she's born. Oh, people think she's born. It's not born yet. Okay, now it's born. I was like, that is the, true. the boy cried wolf a little bit about this baby. I just want to know her name. I know yeah, me, me too. too.
2: Also, I said this in our group text, but like, I do want a photo, but I want to be respectful and sensitive because that is a literal newborn child. But like, eventually, I just want to see how cute She'll be
4: so cute. <laughs> anyway, that put me in a good mood. Let's talk about the new iPhone update, Kate. Okay, so the iOS 14 update came out this week. I immediately downloaded it. We were excited because some of us on Tea Time have some weird phone habits. For example, Kai McMullen <laughs> allegedly organizes her apps uh, in by color. Rainbow. Uh, unacceptable. I love that. Uh, cannot confirm or deny, but I've heard that that happens. And I think that she uh, inspired the new iOS 14 trend because you can get widgets on your phone. And the youths discovered that you can also, using the shortcuts app, change the entire aesthetic of your phone to match. So I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, just look up iOS 14 home screens. And they've gone to these extremely difficult lengths to download all these pictures that match all these like aesthetics from Pinterest, which apparently had like a huge like surge this week. Like no Mm. one has used Pinterest in years. And then all of a sudden (laughs) all these kids downloaded Pinterest that they could get matching aesthetic pictures for their home screens. Um, Like (laughs) the stands have taken it over. Like I linked some home screens in the outline and one of them is like a Harry Styles aesthetic Gold like <laughs> home screen theme. Whoa! Uh, and Wait, I tried. What? I tried to wow. do this. Yeah, they're honestly lovely, mm-hmm. and they're so oh much my. work. I watched like two <gasps> TikTok tutorials on how to do this, and you have to download all the pictures. You have to go to the shortcuts app. Isn't it crazy? Oh my god! It is so. <laughs> Hard to do. It's I am not a spring impossible.
2: chicken anymore. I can't work an iPhone. I spent hours, hours trying to do this. All I could come up with was taking one little photo and making it like a widget. That's it's the best beautiful. I could come up with. I don't yeah. know how
4: these people are doing it. I have one widget on my phone. I downloaded the weather it- widget so that I can just look <laughs> at it and see what temperature it is without clicking on it. And that this was is it. Beautiful. Are beautiful. This is art.
3: This is true art. This oh is honestly,
4: God. like since I've gotten into TikTok, I've been like, I'm young. I'm a youth. Like I can still do it. And I saw this and was like, I'm so old, I just do not understand. I how tried so done this. hard.
2: I this tried beautiful. so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I know.
4: I'm really jealous.
2: Wow. Speaking of the youths, TikTok is in peril for another week. I don't know what is going on. Um basically Uh, We've talked about this. Trump (laughs) is trying to get it banned, trying to get the the app is like, trying to get off the app store or whatever. And then TikTok has now asked a federal judge to stop the Trump administration from imposing the ban on the app over national security concerns. So it's this back and forth. There's like a chance this software company, Oracle, um, gains control of TikTok and then the user data. And then with Walmart, buys one fifth ownership of the app. Anyway... It's a will they won't they situation, guys. Now more than ever, you should download the TikTok app because, you know, we may be on its last legs and I might, I don't know, have to just YouTube Vine videos to get my fix. I don't know Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do.
4: Horrible. We've already been through this once with Vine. It can't happen again. I know. It's really sad. Stop taking our videos. That is kind of funny. Um, Anyway, next one.
3: Also, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Catherine McPhee video, which my computer accidentally just played, um, where she's she's doing Broadway for the Broadway show Waitress, and she's, like, in her dressing room, and she goes, Hi, my gay boys! And then she's (laughs) speaking to her gay boys, I guess, and she's just talking to them about makeup and, like, getting ready for Waitress. Anyway, the thing is, is, like, people thought that meant she's, like, pro-LGBTQ+, but guess what? In a twist turn of events, she has been a Republican this whole entire time because she mm. has donated hundreds of dollars to Trump's campaign as recently as July 2020. This is mid-pandemic. And oh, my God. is a true choice, and I'm reading from one of my favorite websites. Oh, no, they didn't. And they're saying <sighs> that she, she pretends to be all pro-equality, but guess what? She's donating to the enemy. So, by my gay boys. Don't support <laughs> Catherine McPhee. That setup really paid off. Thank you. Also, also, one quick thing. I just want to say, should the, I, and I know this is not a political podcast, but if you are over the age of 18, you should register to vote. And you know why? Because I learned what happens when you don't vote. When I watched Catherine McPhee make it into the final four rounds over Chris <laughs> Daughtry. That's when I learned the importance of voting. I was never sa- the same again. So just so you know, register to vote because your vote really does matter, as we learned in 2006 or 2005 or whenever it was. Powerful. Powerful. Was stuff. powerful. You're right. <laughs> thank, thank you so thank much. <laughs> Anytime. Last one.
4: All right. This is random. I don't know who decided on the order this week, but... Alexa, is it Demi from Euphoria, um, was trending this week multiple times. First of all, the youths, again, found out that she's 29 or 30. Uh, the age depends on where you look. People don't know, which is why she's trending. Yeah. Yeah. And people were like, the, the youths are who are horrified anytime anyone is over the age of 25. <laughs> uh, we're like, oh, my God, she's so old and she's playing a high schooler. And first of all, what? like Euphoria is an extremely sexual show. Like you don't want high school age students <laughs> yeah. doing that. So like, like regular aged actors doing that is fine. But the memes really got going when people posted a picture of Alexa Demi with the Kardashians at the beginning of their run when they oh. all look like they looked before. She's just there with them. So they're like, oh, my God, she was old enough to be hanging out with the Kardashians then. Then a picture of her with, I believe, Azealia Banks. And wow. then a picture of her with Grimes. And they're like, Alexa to has lived a thousand lives. Because she's in all these... She's like a grown adult in all of these sure. pictures. They're like, how old is this woman actually? So the memes began... And they would post like a picture of Kylie Jenner walking out of a place and be like, Alexa to me leaving Jesus' crucifixion Stop. in 38 AD." Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Alexa to me at the Stonewall riots. Alexa to me at the fall of the Berlin Wall. And they wow. were like photoshopping her into all these historical events, acting like she's like the oldest person to ever live. It's was hilarious. <laughs> and I have never felt older in my life. But
3: also insulting. Uh, really what? insulting. Also, okay. I don't, they've never had the fortune as someone who's, I guess, Alexa Demi's age around right. it. Um, have you not ever seen any TV show from right. the aughts? Because those kids who are supposedly in high school look like they're thirty-five. <laughs> for real, they've never seen like One Tree Hill or like even Glee.
4: Like these were yeah. see.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Also, it's fascinating that this is a mystery.
2: Like I just did a quick Google, and it says she's twenty-five, but then her Wikipedia is like born
4: circa nineteen
2: ninety. Right. No circa one knows.
4: Nineteen ninety. A mystery. We don't know. A mystery. Yeah. What a exciting it's one. It's fine. She's lovely and she's a great actress and she looks high school age, so it's okay. Okay, age is just a number.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
3: On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere.
1: What a wonderful day!
3: This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time.
1: I stole my village.
3: I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale
1: now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
2: Okay, let's do it. Let's buckle up and do cringe mode magic mic. XXL. I'll be grateful. I was grateful for the opportunity to watch this for the first time, but I will also be grateful that we will be moving on (laughs) after this week and I don't have to talk about these things on a podcast. So, Kate, what is the two sentence synopsis of Magic Mike XXL?
4: You guys, we only need one sentence for this one. There's no plot in this movie, which is why it's so great. Yeah. Magic Mike and his Kings of Tampa stripper friends. Travel to a stripper convention in Myrtle Beach and meet all sorts of colorful characters along the way. And that's the movie.
2: Well done. That's exactly it. Let's dive into the highlights. There's a lot. This was a straight up and enjoyable movie. I had a good time. Kate, what's your top highlight?
4: My top highlight is a lot of the things that we talked about the last movie uh, were fixed. And it's mostly just like the point of view from which this movie is made. It's made by men, but it's very much made for women with the female gaze in mind. The theme is just all about like worshiping women, making them feel special and loved Mm -hmm. and seen and beautiful and sexy. And literally just like all the men in this movie, like that is their goal. And it's Mm. great.
3: It is great. Uh, This is the movie we were promised. This was the magic mic we were promised. Yes. Um. And so going into this movie I remember I was like Well I better not be Fucking duped again Guess what I wasn't <laughs> Thank God Amelia did you watch this movie For the first time this week? No This is This mm. is like A second time watching And I just remember Watching back I was like This movie is good Oh my God <sighs> Agreed I also, it exceeded my expectations. And the reason I yes. wanted
4: to do these was because we were like, Magic Mike 2 is good. Mm-hmm. But watching it back, like, it's, at, like, there are multiple scenes that are great. All the characters are great. They get some development going, which is good. Yes. Yeah. Fixed a lot of the problems we have with the last one. Great funny. musical yeah. numbers. It's funny. Yeah. Great movie. Had a great time. A lot more female characters in this movie. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like we left Cody Horn behind. She does not appear anywhere in this movie. Bye. Um, And we
3: replaced them with, Amelia, a lot of other actresses, which I know you want to talk about. Yes, Which I love. I love that it wasn't just like young, 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 young people Mm in their 20s. It was Jada Pinkett Smith Mm. and Andy McDowell, like some legit actresses who I think kind of make up for the absence of Matthew McConaughey, Mm because those are like, especially Jada Pinkett Smith. She's a huge star and she is so great in this movie. She's so funny. (laughs) And so just her presence is so powerful. Mm hmm.
4: Yeah, I wrote initially that she has more chemistry with Channing than Amber Heard, who's like kind of his love interest, kind of not. I'll get into that later. But like, she could have chemistry with just a brick. Like yes. every Truly. word that she says in this movie, first of all, is extremely empowering. She's yes. their MC for the end, and she has just all these speeches about like you know, I want you to feel worshipped. Like she's so good. <laughs> she's so yes. good. Oh my god, that she's end like... scene. <laughs> She's like, this is going to be some grown woman shit. And like, <laughs> yes. the whole place applauds. Incredible. Yes. She captivates that entire arena. Yes. It's so
2: amazing. good. Also, this we will go into a little later, but like her and the juxtaposition between her and Elizabeth Banks was oh, like very oh. stark. But yes, Jada, amazing. And that was supposed to be Jamie Foxx. And then they ended up handing it to her. And oh, it had, had, to had, to had to be God a woman. Had to be a woman. that.
4: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Because you get like in the final scene, she's at this convention. It's like her talking to all these other women. First of all, women of every shape, size, race, age are represented in this movie and like stripped on in this movie, which is important and like underrated. It's not just like, oh, you have to be beautiful for these men to like give you their time. In the
2: first movie, there was like one bachelorette party and it was just some young white chick and that was it. And then Cody Horn, Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. Right. And you get like every kind of woman is just like just sort of seen and like given her moment, which I think is great. Yeah. Love and that. even not to harp on this
2: too much, but like, I feel like even the, like the Andy McDowell characters, there's a scene where she and a bunch of her girlfriends of the similar, of a similar age are hanging out together. And then they all kind of talk about like their romantic experiences, their sexual experiences. Yeah. And like they empower them just as much as they do the younger characters in this movie. And it's totally just awesome. It's awesome. It is awesome.
4: Um, What's another highlight, Kate? (laughs) Another highlight is that, again, this movie just really knows their audience. It's very much for women. And at the end of this convention, the guys, the kings of Tampa, are like getting ready for their routine. And Joe Mantonello is watching the routine that's on stage. And it's a Twilight stripping routine. (laughs) And it's crushing. So he walks backstage and some other stripper's like, who's killing it out there? And Joe's like, fucking vampire bullshit. (laughs) Because it's like this stripper, like, I will die for Bella and then he like rips off his shirt and then Edward's like no I will which is just like the perfect joke for yes. us and we're yes. like anyone else that's the audience of this movie and that it was just great. such a great little like unnecessary addition It's perfect agreed that was a good line however
2: moving into our lowlights just one tiny line that stood out I nearly fell off the fucking treadmill was <laughs> it's my job to nitpick I feel like there's some things that we should discuss and then we'll move on to like the bigger lowlights or the bigger issues but a line that was said in this movie the iPhone chucks out of the van window and he goes, well, your iPhone is now a bi-phone. And I was staring <laughs> at that like, guys, we can do better. The movie <laughs> said was good. That? It took me out of the uh, moment. Joe. Of oh, that's course tough. it was
1: Joe.
3: That's
4: Extremely. <laughs> anyway, what are some other low lights? Well, at first, Amber Heard is basically like you would think Channing's love interest in this movie. They kind of right. set her up as like the new girl that he's going to move on with. And before I even watched it again, I was like, his chemistry with Amber Heard, like, I did not remember it being very good. And I was like, (laughs) his chemistry with Jada, I remembered being much better. But actually rewatching this movie, this is kind of a disguised highlight. Amber Heard's character is like, I'm bisexual and I'm in a woman phase. And Channing, like, (laughs) does not challenge her, doesn't try to turn her, like, really respects that. And Love then they're like that. friends for the rest of the movie. Admittedly, he gives her a lap dance in front of a whole convention at the end of the movie. <laughs> but he also does it because they have a conversation about like going out being crazy with your friends will like put a smile back on your face. Mm-hmm. Like True. doesn't do anything without enthusiastic consent, which again is a highlight of this movie. They like really show the fact that like all the women want this to be happening and like yep. that they're having a great time. Like I was always very struck by them flashing back to like the camera on the woman's face specifically. I mm-hmm. mean, like, yes, she consents. Yes, she's fine with this man throwing her around on stage not just fine um, they're having
2: the time of their lives <laughs> yeah, on that right. stage truly I was watching be like that. I mean yeah god right that's Random such a, a trivia, good point Margot Robbie was almost cast as Amber Heard's oh, role which yeah. is another, a similar choice but yeah right
4: but oh. also I think that, that the fact that they went with Amber Heard who's more of like a girl's girl both in real life and not True. in real life yes mm-hmm. like Margot Robbie is for the men you know and like oh, the fact I love that they Margot went, Robbie
3: but yeah, she yeah, is yeah. great
4: but, like, the fact that they went with Amber Heard and then, like, made her explicitly bisexual and, like, not really interested in Channing Tatum like that mm-hmm. also felt like another, like, this true. movie is not for the guys. Agreed. That's that know? is true. a complete highlight. It changed
2: from a low light I agree. to a highlight. It that did. is so right. I'm so sorry. A perhaps true low light, though, is Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I think I have a personal vendetta. I'm so sorry. I feel bad. But, like, I just can't watch her. I don't like the Pitch Perfect movies. I don't like anything. she's. I just find her
3: kind of cringy. I'm so, no, I'm she so is sorry. No, she is the
2: she, cringe mode. She is the cringe
3: mode in this cringe mode story. She's just yeah. like the way she's just like, oh, yes. Baby and a sudden head. accent, you're which like, feels oh. just like
2: she found it on a U- like some YouTube yeah. video. It just feels. And then again, yeah. like her with Jada, like it just totally. shines like a bright
3: fucking star. And Elizabeth Banks is just on the side. Right. You're just like, <laughs> wow, you're wearing one of those like wrap like bandage dresses like it's like if you, you don't even care about you at this point
4: yeah, yeah. also they strongly imply that uh, Elizabeth Banks and Jada Pinkett Smith had slept together in the past so I just need <laughs> to get that in there it's also <laughs> included in this movie uh but there is a reason Elizabeth Banks is like the MC of the convention there's a reason they don't right. go back to her after Jada like it ends with yeah. Jada there's yes. no coming back from it's that it's true and it's strong
3: true. what's another low light Amelia I would say I would have personally love to witness a sex scene between Joe Manganiello and Andy McDowell. <laughs> they only allude to it. And I was like, are we going to get a sex scene? Will there be any nudity, any bonage, but nothing, <laughs> nothing. I just, it was only implied. So Andy McDowell fine. is also great in this movie. Just love she her. She is. Yeah. Love a modern. Her Andy southern McDowell accent movie. is yeah. great. Yeah. Yes. So Elizabeth
4: bang. Take note. That's
3: how you do <laughs> yeah, it.
4: Exactly. Another low like Kate. Another low light is that I mentioned the fact that they're just flinging these women around on stage. True. Some of the positions that they're putting them in, like, who has the flexibility? Who has the core strength? Because it is not I or any other woman that I know in real life. Like, Amber Heard is upside down, and then she's right side up, and then she's doing a plank on Channing's back, (laughs) and like... This just, that part seemed unrealistic. I was like, real women cannot do this. It's a routine in and of itself, the way that they have to
2: almost be stripped on or danced on, I would say, because especially in the last section of the movie where they're all competing, not a lot of, they're stripping a little bit, but it's mostly dancing kind of in Mm -hmm. this provocative way. Um, Yeah, certainly not I. I cannot be picked up like that,
3: flown around. I I was like, I would never
4: stand again
3: well yeah. there's also a part where it's like Joe Manganiello's like solo scene and he takes this woman and she's like in this apparatus that yeah a looks like a sex swing it's a sex swing but she's like she literally looks like okay it's like I don't, it's not even hogtied but it's like your arms are yeah. up and so are your legs and it's like some Pilates contraption and she is just suspended there and they don't <laughs> take her out They I, I have screenshots that I will tweet out where it's like they go to the next scene and she's just there being like Whoa. yeah she's like trying to clap but she's in the sex swing still, and this poor woman and Joe's just like standing there with his like arm on the bar and the swing. Joe, she's probably dying, <laughs> but
4: she's she's, been, she's, she's a, having a great time. She, she is having a sex great swing.
3: time. <laughs> Guess not. No she's blamer. like,
4: I live here now. Yeah, she, yeah, <laughs> true,
3: true, <laughs> true. Um, and then
2: lastly, just what a love more to buy is he oh. randomly got like a concussion after being on <laughs> Molly and crashing the van. <laughs> And then he comes back in the final two seconds. It's like, I'm done with Cody Horn. That's fine. I'm done with all the people they took out. Alex Pettifer, whatever. Tobias, you didn't need to do him like that. Put him in the whole movie. That was dirty. no harm, no foul. I agree. Um, Okay. What has aged the best and the worst, Amelia?
3: (laughs) These cast photos of for that they use for the posters where they're all like contorting themselves and they're doing like you know some like moves just amazing and they're like black and white so they're like very artsy they're very I'm like wow is this like some Herb Ritz photography going on I like kind of want to buy some for my apartment um (laughs) please do (laughs) okay maybe I will but I love that they're all doing like moves and then they have that Tarzan guy who's like kind of the oldest one of the bunch and he clearly he is it's been mentioned several times the guy has a, like a horrible back and all he's doing is like pointing and <laughs> which I just I just love for him so the uh the
4: promotional materials for this movie have aged really well I rewatched yes. the trailer first of all the uh, pony remix that they use oh. where we're going to talk about the scene but they use that song which is great iconic yeah. and also the tagline for the movie was <laughs> back to the grind
3: <laughs> just so awesome.
4: good so good that is yes. amazing so good also just the name just the name oh, yeah. Magic Mike XXL oh. instead of Magic Mike 2 come on genius marketing come on amazing um, Kate what's age poorly what age poorly is it? Channing Tatum needs to take off the flat bill. The flat bill <laughs> is on his head for like half this movie. Uh, thankfully, he puts it on a woman's head in a party, which is a great move. Mm. Very, you know, personalized. But also, I don't think he gets it back, which is also good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a bad look. The flat bill is over. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: and then and Matt Bomer. Then also age the worst. Matt Bomer is given just some serious glee energy. He yes. sings in this movie a lot. And he was on Glee briefly, which is maybe why I associate him with this. He sure was. And also Donald Glover. I'm so sorry. I appreciate that you did this movie. I'm glad that you did it. But the singing is just not what I'm here for. Yeah. Walking down the stairs, singing. And I know, again, it's like you're singing to a specific woman about how she's important and beautiful and like making Mm -hmm. her feel seen. And like, I understand the point, but I just am not here for that specifically. Right. Agreed. That's fair. Let's do
3: MVP next. Amelia. I would have to say uh, it's going to be Florida for me. I watched <laughs> this movie and I was like, damn, when this quarantine is over, I kind of want to do a road trip through Florida in a frozen <laughs> yogurt van. It seems pretty appealing. They make it look
4: pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy
2: this was set in Florida and not Vegas or Arizona yeah. or
4: anything like that. Florida's a little bit more fun, I feel like. Kate, who's your MVP? <sighs> My MVP, we've not talked about his shining scene yet, is Joe Manganiello who mm. has a scene in this movie that's just an all-timer. He uh, he doesn't like his fireman routine. He's hyped up on Molly. All of them are on <laughs> Molly. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do his fireman routine anymore. He's like, I'm not a fireman. I'm a male <laughs> entertainer. And he's just having a crisis of confidence. And they stop at a gas station and they're like, go in there and make that girl smile. And if <laughs> she smiles, then like you've still got it. And it's this just dour woman who looks like she's never smiled a day in her life, like doesn't care, is on her phone. So he goes into the gas station. uh, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys starts playing. And he does this strip routine that is simply iconic, timeless, legendary. Uh, He takes off his shirt. He rubs himself with Cheetos. uh, He grinds on the floor and finally makes this poor gas station clerk smile. And it's just great. He's just hilarious in this movie. He yes. does a great job.
3: I love how they're egging him on, like, all the yeah, other— Yeah, that's the best part. That's the
2: window. So yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Their shit. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, he's great. I think he's tied
2: for first with Channing. Obviously, Channing yeah. is the yeah. backbone of the story yes. and the franchise, yes. whatever. But
4: he's tied for first. He really had a good run in this he movie, did. will say. He, <laughs> stepped up. he stepped up on the comedy front. And I also, yes. like, he's an unbelievably attractive man. And where did his career go?
3: Yes. You know? -hmm. Why isn't he in everything? uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think he's going to be in a DC movie, though. Yeah, make him a superhero. That's a good lane. That's a good choice. It is a good
2: lane.
4: Good use of those abs. Yeah, yeah. let's do the lightning round. Take it away. Okay, I didn't write any of these, but uh, I (laughs) will ask them. Sure. What's the best number in this movie, Amelia?
3: I would say watching this back, I. I didn't realize it, but how come we haven't talked more just as a society of the use of the Phantom Menaces iconic Duel of the Fates? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, in the final group number where they all come out for the first time. I'm sorry, but that is fucking genius. (laughs) What? (laughs) For lack of a better word, it is art. Oh my God! Huh? I, who, whose idea was? Who, I, you need to be immortalized with like a Grammy or an Oscar. Like it's just yes, yes. Use I the Phantom Menace.
2: Didn't we just talk about a couple weeks ago, Kate? You mentioned the WAP. Not collab Whatever the rap remix Yes With the <laughs> Phantom of the Opera Maybe Or like some other Very classical number It's great it When those hits. two worlds Collide Yeah, yeah yes. It's amazing Amazing yes. <laughs> Also Shout out to The most iconic And sexual song Of all time Is Pony You just mm-hmm. gotta Give it up Sure I think. Yes Channing Tatum, because they knew that this hit so hard in the first, they just played it back. He is in a wood shop this time, all mm. sweaty with some. I actually did so much googling trying to figure out exactly what he's doing. I was like, electric saw blade, wood <laughs> shop welder. Couldn't I don't know? You know he's doing that thing where like he's in that big mask, you guys, and then yeah. he's like sawing something, and then all the sparks are coming out. Right, I think and it was harder. welding.
1: Thank is you, it welding. Well, I,
2: it probably is. I think my Googling skills are bad. I couldn't exactly like pinpoint what <laughs> it was. Who cares Who cares he's He's doing? in the woodshop, people. And he starts dancing and a pony comes on trying to see like, he's basically mm-hmm. like getting back in the groove, realizing he's still got Love it. Then that. he kind of hurts his like shoulder and just kind of laughs, realizes he misses it. Blah, blah, blah. The movie continues. But just great. They knew it. You know, they knew what they had to do and they did it. And I appreciate that.
4: It's also great in context because, like, he doesn't want to do it. And then yeah. Pony just randomly comes on the radio and he just, mm-hmm. like, starts fucking around and, like, is dancing because he loves it, you yeah. know? yeah. Like, to him. We love it as yes. well. We yes. do love it. It's fabulous. My pick for the, the best one is, I also agree the Pony woodshop scene is incredible, but they, he does a mirror dance at the end with mm. uh, Twitch from Ellen's show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, that's what you know him from. Like the, mm-hmm. the guy on Ellen, like Ellen's DJ He obviously is much more talented than that, but he and Channing like do a dance where they're on opposite sides, giving a lap dance to two different girls who are back to back, and so they like mirror each other the whole time. And it's much—it's like way more step up than it is Magic Mike, which is maybe why I was so impressed. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was nice to see Channing dancing with someone who is as good as Channing because we did not get that in the first movie. Um, And then I also love Joe Manganiello's fake marriage routine at the end, where he marries this woman and then puts her in the sex scene, and the rest is history. Yes. All right, next yeah. one. Uh, best abs in this movie. This was an Amelia question. I'm so glad you added it. Thanks. Uh, who has the best abs? Just objectively. Channing, Joe Manganiello, Adam Rodriguez, Matt Bomer, Stephen Twitch, Boss, or Kevin Nash? Joe. You guys, you guys agreed. And Got I agree. With Joe. Joe, oh, actually. my God. Joe. Next, I easiest explain. answer. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a right. biological mystery. I don't know <laughs> how amazing. he does it. It's amazing. I also, with that said, wanted to give a shout out to Michael Strahan, who is in this movie. And does oh, yeah. your strip routine. Great and cameo. Really exceeds all expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who knew that was hiding under the suit? Who I <laughs> did not know he had it in him, literally and figured. Amazing. Um, okay, who did you miss most from the first Magic Mike? This is a rough list. <laughs> yeah, basically, no one is my answer. Oh, Kate, okay, who are the options again? The options are Matthew McConaughey, Alex Petty, for Olivia Munn, Cody Horn, or Riley Keough. The we all only agreed. possible answer is Matthew McConaughey. The rest is you could leave in the dust, of yeah, course. Yeah, he ditched him because he won an Oscar. I think that was a mistake. I feel like he still could have made time for this, but. Yeah, totally. Who has the best side business in this movie? Channing's furniture business, which is not thriving but doing okay. Matt Bomer's <laughs> chakra healing or Adam Rodriguez's artisanal probiotic Froyo business. <laughs> I gotta go Froyo. They're in Florida.
2: Uh, Very hot Everyone needs some Like a a nice cool treat And then the van Comes back to life They're selling it Out of the van um, With Tobias And then I I see
4: a bright future That's my answer I think Mike's Furniture business Would do well on Etsy These days You know People love like The dumb ugly furniture
3: wow okay (laughs) yes that's true personally you know what I think uh Matt Bomer I don't know what the fuck he's doing in Florida you need to move off to Los Angeles because you have the chakra business and you're an actor what are you doing I definitely sign up for chakra training or whatever with him so I would
4: let him align
3: my chi (laughs) yeah exactly
4: (laughs) um all right last question what are these characters doing now Personally, I think they're just like working unfulfilling jobs and watching their old performances on YouTube every day. I'm sorry, so, the, the latter half of that is absolutely right. No matter what,
2: no matter where they are in life, they are at the end of the
4: That's day. That's true. Themselves. Even if they're like thriving, they're still yes, sure. reliving their like, convention yes. glory days.
3: Yes, I. That, me too. Um, I honestly have invested too much into this franchise to believe anything, but that they're living their dreams to moderate success. You know, I see. You know the furniture business doing decent, the froyo yeah. business, honestly, I think it's probably doing pretty well. And I'm hoping that Matt Bomer's character books some, you know, like CW show. Ooh, I believe in that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Guys, that's a wrap on magic
2: mike uh, What should
4: we do next? The world is our oyster. I think Liz will, needs to pick the next one because it feels like we've just dragged her through the last couple. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh,
2: okay. Maybe we'll do something real classy. No, probably not. It's more fun to do something that's like God awful to it watch. Oh,
4: Amelia. Amelia had a recommendation that we'll have to what? Amelia? for next week.
3: The four women. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's for- yeah. Oh, the four
2: women. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do that one. A real hard Ooh. pivot mystery I, I okay we're gonna do some movie, about though. four women next week so just <laughs> you know and then Amelia will probably go on our Instagram which is at tea time pod <laughs> at tea time pod yes yeah, sorry <laughs> at tea time pod she does these things where she zooms in on a poster so much you can see basically two pixels of a color and she's like what's it gonna be so we'll do that as well on our Instagram so go follow right. us there thank all you all right let's wrap this thing up let's
4: do tea times unanswerable questions Kate Hallowell my unanswerable question, it's been my question before, it'll be my question again. Are the stands okay?
1: <laughs> the no. answer
4: is never yes. <laughs> uh, this week we have two uh, categories of stands that I'm concerned about. As you know, I love the stands, but I worry for them. First of all, Zendaya won an Emmy this week, <laughs> and we were, th- we were thrilled about it. She looked lovely. She was great in Euphoria. But the New York Post tweeted and said, biggest upset of the night. Zendaya wins Emmy for Best Lead Actress, and the stands don't know what an upset is. Uh, They said, (laughs) "They said, bitch, who is upset about this?" (laughs) According to someone on Twitter, (laughs) and all the replies were like, "I don't know who's upset. She deserves this. She was incredible." Blah blah blah. And then when it got explained to them, they were like, so choose a different word in the dictionary. (laughs) Excuse you. So they were pissed. Uh, Zendaya was perfectly fine. She was lovely and gracious. And also, (laughs) I think she was supposed to win. So I don't know that I would have called it an upset to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, they were pissed about that. And then her stands also just just were uh, because she did an Instagram live with Michelle Obama this week. Oh, yeah. And someone screenshotted because oh. one of her oh, stands God. replied, Zendaya was on top, Michelle Obama was on the bottom in this Instagram live, and someone replied and, go- and went, "Love you, Queen. Who's on the bottom?" Oh, oh good. My- <laughs> so that was tough. Oh, that that is not. That's not what you want. That
3: hurts. That yeah. And then uh, <laughs> oh, the final category of stands
4: that couldn't get it together this week. Taylor Swift posted something for uh, National Voting Registration Day, <laughs> oh, basically saying like, "Go vote, register to vote." And one of her stands replied, I could not find the exact tweet. I looked for it for so long, but one of her stands replied and said, for what? BBMAs or ACM? <laughs> oh God. Which are the oh two God. the two award shows that Taylor Swift was nominated for this month. So oh no. that was pretty tough. Uh, I believe that they will get it together. I believe in them, but it was a tough week for the fans. Let's I hope. love that also because I think someone very
2: genuinely replied to that and was like, no, the general election and was right. like trying to be helpful. <laughs> Always helping each <laughs> other. Yes, 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 I yes. Love that. Um. Okay, my question is who is your guys' pick to replace Kim Cattrall aka Samantha? in right. Sex and the City because it's now been like three years since the plans for this third film in the franchise like came to a halt and there's like all this drama between basically Samantha, Kim Cattrall and then the other actresses or the production <laughs> like something is going on and there's drama and like she might not be Samantha or like she's preventing this other movie from happening. Um, So I have two picks. I'm curious what you guys think and I have reason for them. My first pick to be the new Samantha or just a new character and replace just like the, like, just shelve the character as a whole is so Hayek because the woman mm. is so sexy. She's mm. right in that age range. Yeah. She rocks a great dress. She's got this very, like, kind of Samantha esque presence where she, like, knows she got it and she flaunts it and sure. she's just freaking great. So that's my top pick for her. Love Second, it. which is, like, kind of an odd pick, is Viola Davis because A, I know she's got it in the WAP challenge like whole frenzy that happened a couple weeks ago someone pasted and photoshopped her head basically on kylie jenner's body and like had Violet davis <laughs> doing the like whop dance in the video and she posted it on her twitter she posted it on her instagram she's like (laughs) who did this and it's like i know that that lives inside of you and you want to channel it also take any one of her fabulous dresses from how to get away with murder which i watched for way too long and put (laughs) her in sex in the city she's like god she's got the heel the dress the bag she's like got the whole wardrobe and i believe in her so those are my
4: top two picks do you guys have other answers I agree with Viola Davis because, like, let her be sexy and fun in something. Yeah. You know, like, she true. has, yeah. and, like, she's a great true. actress, and, like, she obviously chooses her roles, so, like, if she wants to be, you know, crying and sad and, like, winning right. Oscars <laughs> for things, that's fine, but, like, I just want to see her, like, just living her best life, be looking amazing, like, right. just crushing it and being, like, that Samantha she, role. Right. So, I actually she's got the do like that. prestige,
2: like, yeah. in the bag already. Totally. Do something fun. Do something flirty, yeah. you know? Sure. Amelia, um, do you have an
3: answer? I I think, you know, I'm going to go back to our uh, Magic Mike lady of the movie, uh, Jada Ooh. Pinkett Smith. Ooh. She proved a Magic Mike. She has it, always has. It yep. still does. I would love to see her in that role.
2: Yeah, agreed. I think um, Cynthia Nixon went on or something and said that she wanted Sharon Stone. Like she's in talks to do it, but I say shelf Sharon Stone. She <laughs> has her time, had it. And she's,
4: she's too similar. Like you yeah, don't want to get just someone, another white woman. L- right, I mean, and and yeah. you don't want like someone that's going to be so similar to Kim Cattrall that like it's going to be true. like a comparison. Yeah, I, like, see I feel that's like true. you yeah. have Dirt. to, yeah, yeah, you have to create it like expand. a new a new take on it. Yes, totally. agreed. All right, Amelia, let's wrap it up. What's your question?
3: All right, final question. I guess is more, how pissed do you think Chris Jenner or just the whole Kardashian Jenner clan is after seeing that Jordan Woods is now dating Carl Anthony town of my hometown team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's a basketball player. And it looks like from what Twitter has said, cause her name was trending uh, for her birthday. And also because she, now she's dating him. Apparently uh, she received two Birkin bags and a Chanel for her birthday, supposedly from Carl Anthony towns, which obviously he can afford because we are paying him good money. And I just kind of love this couple. So, Amelia, did you know this is breaking news to me? I did not know that these two oh, were dating. Yeah. Well, this is welcome. crazy. I know. I, I kind of love them together. Good for I, love, I love her. Uh, I love Carl Anthony. I think he's amazing and an icon. And, you know, Jordan Woods is growing on me. So, why not? We've oh, been make talking about proceed. how Jordan Woods deserves the world and she needs to get out of the shadow, which she's already done from the like Kardashian thumb, Chris Jenner hey, thumb. She was on Mass Singer last year, baby. Only way was she goes up. Yeah, yeah. She you're right. was the kangaroo, the boxing kangaroo. Do you remember that? How no?
4: dare okay. you, Kate, for not retaining that information <laughs> that we talked about. I don't retain anything about this woman. I'm really <laughs> sorry. It all goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah, Amelia, I think the answer here is yes. Chris is
2: seething. You're She's, so right. She's so pissed. She's so pissed. All right. That wraps up the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya. As always, our lovely producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.